Hi, we're the Sherpa sisters from Malaysia. Azima, Amna, and me, Aisha, hosts of the My English Matters podcast. After spending eight years in the UK as children, we know the importance of mastering a second language. So we created myenglishmatters.com as a platform to help second language learners learn to speak, write, and communicate in English with confidence through our online courses, classes, and live workshops. The My English Matters podcast is an extension of all that we do. It's a place for us to connect with you on a whole new level. You can learn with us while you're on your commute to work, washing the dishes, or picking your kids up from school. So let's get started, shall we? Hi, everybody. Today I have a treat for you. I want to talk about bilingualism in the Malaysian context. And I've always been curious about the importance of being able to speak at least two languages. So to help me with that, I have invited a researcher on that topic. Uh, she is Dr. Rabiatul Adawiyah, Director of Child Bilingualism Centre at the International Islamic University, Malaysia. So Assalamualaikum, Doctor. Waalaikumsalam. How are you, Madam Azima? How are you? I'm great, thank you. So I'm so glad to have you here. Okay, so doctor, I have a lot of questions to ask you, but firstly, just tell us what you do at the centre. Okay, thank you so much, Madam Azima, for inviting me here today on Manis FM. I'm very honoured indeed to share my work with the listeners and the audience. Yeah? Uh, so I am Rabetal Adawiya, also known as Dr. Ruby in IUM community. So uh, I'm a linguist in the field of humanities. And what I do is I do research on uh, child language development. Um, I look at how children acquire language in the Malaysian context contacts yeah so recently our our faculty or what we call in UIA Kulia of Islamic mm-hmm. knowledge and human sciences we just established a new new center which is child bilingualism center mm-hmm. and I'm the director of that center for uh, my team and I what we did what we are doing currently is we do research on child language development from the perspective of bilingualism children who acquire languages to uh, two or more languages in Malaysian context Wow, okay. wow, interesting. But please tell us, what is bilingualism? All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm about to go to that point. Okay, so usually bilingualism is usually defined as the ability to speak two languages. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I think it's unfair if we have to follow that, uh, um, what you call definition. It's mm-hmm. limiting our stuff. All right, mm-hmm. so instead of thinking of bilingualism as either slash or idea, I think it's important that we view it as a range um, or mm-hmm. in linguistics, we call it as a continuum, yeah, as a range. Okay, let me illustrate to you. Um, usually people will say, uh, for example, Malay speaker. Okay, Ali. Ali can speak Malay, Ali cannot speak English. Hence, mm-hmm. Ali is a monolingual Malay speaker. That's the usual definition. Madam Azima, you can speak English, you can speak Malay. Mm-hmm. then you are regarded as a bilingual. So that's a clear-cut mm-hmm. definition, but it's not like that. That's not the entire story, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, in bilingualism, yes, there are people like us who can speak Malay and English, and mm-hmm. we use that actively, right, in our daily life. But there yeah. are people who mm-hmm. can understand both languages, but speak only one. So yeah. a Malay speaker who speaks only Malay, but understand English, we regard that as bilingual as well. 
right? Oh. And there are also those who speak both, those who uh, understand English and Malay and can only speak English, bilingual as well. But, you know, the, the picture is, that's why I say is a range of, um, but it's a range of, uh, if you want to put a label into it, right? Yeah. And even for people like us, who speak, we claim, okay, we are active bilinguals, but you, you yeah. cannot deny that one language, maybe English or Malay, is more dominant than the other, depending yeah. on your context, right? For example, in my case, uh, yes. my husband is a Perakian Malay, very yeah. pure Perakian. If you watch, you know, if you know uh, Kampung Pisang Bersisiri now, uh, that's, yeah. that's a, oh, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. on Chitra, it's a, uh, a TV series on Astro Chitra, on okay. uh, yeah, it's a Malay TV show. Yeah. Um, right, so my daughter, she's raised in English and Malay sit as a Malay household. So I speak mm -hmm. English. My yeah. husband speaks the Perakian Malay. All right. right. So I noticed this when uh, during the pandemic, the first yeah. PKP. So mm -hmm. we were in Perak. So my daughter suddenly becomes 80% Perakian Malay speakers. Really? Yes. She she starts coming out with atau ma atau mami apa kebenarannya tu. So she starts using all the those accents, but it doesn't mean that English suddenly disappears. It's just yeah. the context itself, right? Mm -hmm. So later on, when we come back to Kuala Lumpur, mm -hmm. so the second time uh, the PKPB here, so she's trapped with me. So I yeah. use English. So I notice English is more activated now, right? right? So you May see, oh, how old's your daughter? Uh, she's now nine. She's not okay. All right. She's now nine. So I see that shifting of uh, her dominance depending on the context, oh, depending right. on the environment. Okay. So oh, that's right. The clear cut. It doesn't work anymore. Actually. Right. Hmm. So okay, but how will this finding affect parents who want their children to be able to be, you know, fluent in both languages? Is that possible? Okay, like, uh, I think for parents, what they should do is this. Um, uh, what input and exposure is mm. the fundamental factor in language acquisition. And when okay. we say language acquisition in bilingualism as well. So if you decide as a parent, you say, okay, I want my, uh, I want my Anna to be good mm. in Malay English. Meaning in the household, you have to make sure there is this input for Malay. There is this input for English as well. Mm. All right. So sometimes certain household, they decide to uh, introduce English, right? Mm. That's fine. Um, uh, in one of my latest research, so I did that differences between children who are exposed to Malay-dominant environment. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's more, more Malay at home and they are in introduced to English later, okay. right? And there's also this group of children who is more English-dominant. So they mm. speak English at home. Malay mm. is uh, introduced outside. Mm. All right, so in this finding, you would think that uh, because we look at their English grammar, yeah. Mm. So you would think that children from the English dominant would be mm -hmm. stronger, right? In terms mm -hmm. of their English grammar. No, 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 no. The findings, our findings, show yes. that children from the Malay dominant household performs better in grammar compared to the English dominant background. Oh. Okay, it is interesting. Okay, let me let me just let me briefly explain yes, why yes, is that. Yes. So we found this is that children from English dominant background mm -hmm. they have more vocabulary. So the exposure, the communication helps them in terms of in terms of their vocabulary, but it doesn't necessarily help in terms of the grammatical development. 
Okay. Right. So the children who comes from the Malay dominant household, mm. there is uh, you see boundary between English and Malay because at home parents do not speak English, parents yeah. speak Malay, so they are exposed to English to certain uh, domains. For example, at school or maybe on YouTube. So somehow, somehow this is just our speculation because we just uh, managed to find that findings. Somehow mm. they transfer, mm. uh, they learn to de uh, what do you call demarcate. They learn to distinguish these two languages, and they see the pattern. Mm. Hence, their grammar is much more is much more what do you call. They outperform the English dominant children. So English dominant children, they speak a lot. They speak a lot. Yeah. They have yeah. a lot of vocabularies, but grammar tak semestinya betul. Wow. <laughs> grammar tak so vocabulary it helps. Vocabulary it helps, but not grammar. Not okay. grammar. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so, so what I'm for parents, I think if you want yeah. inside, there must be uh, strategies at mm. home. So yes, English might yeah, yeah. yeah. You, uh, um, as I said before, my daughter was uh, trapped with me. So I noticed now because mm -hmm. of the school closure. So she's more dominant in English because she, mm -hmm. she's been using English with me. So right. she somehow she associated English with me. So now, because I'm worried that she might become English monolinguals. I don't yeah. want her to do that. So I started now. Uh, since the PKPB, we mm. use uh, we have a story time. So I read children like stories. So you read stories to them. But yes. now I start searching for Malay books. So yes. that storytelling session is purely in Malay. So she has to communicate in Malay with me. Mm. If she tries in English, I say no, 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 Malay only session. Okay. That I think for parents, we need to be proactive. Better. Right. Yes. And uh, also, just some advice. I think uh, the trends that I see nowadays among parents mm -hmm. is that they mm. like. I understand the what you call. Uh, we want our children to be good in English, yeah, because yes. it gives them a comp competitive age. But I noticed there's a trend that mm. you just want to expose them to English only mm. at the expense of the ethnic ethnic languages. Mm. Mm -hmm. So we want them to be good in English, but yeah. we also want them to not forget their roots. Better. Yes, that's yeah. right. Do yeah. not forget their roots. I mean, mm. if if you uh, so now there's a trend, a reverse trend. What do I mean mm. by reverse trend? Is mm. that before this, I remember when I was younger, there's always complain. Oh, Malaysian cannot speak English. Malaysian cannot speak English. Yeah, Malaysian mm. only speak the ethnic languages. Okay. Now mm. the reverse direction, I think, is progressive. Mm. Is that parents decide to introduce English once more ethnic language? What would happen? This is not bilingualism. This is mm. monolingualism, and I think for me it's disturbing because it's sort of the colonial mindset, mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. underestimating. I mean, what's wrong with being good in Malay, Tamil, Mandarin, and English as well? It, nothing wrong. In fact, yeah, right. cognitively, I think if I have to talk about cognition, there's another level altogether. Cognitively, okay. it gives you more, um, your brain will work better. Right. If you can speak more than one language, that, that, that's, that's Yes. So I think there's a damaging trend. So whatever mm -hmm. parents decide to do, remember, if you want bilingualism, there must be English, there must be Malay, or there must be Mandarin, Tamil, mm -hmm. there must be exposure there. All right. right. Yeah. So it should be simultaneous at the same time, the exposure. Ah, very good that you mentioned that. Uh, okay. there could be, it could be uh, simultaneous. It okay. could be sequential. So let's say simultaneous meaning mm -hmm. uh, since birth, up till mm -hmm. let's say two years old, we call these children simultaneous, meaning at the same time. Okay. As opposed to Malay and English at the same time. Yes. But it could be later, meaning when the child is born from okay. birth up till four years old, only Malay, 
and then okay. English later. That could work too. That could work too. That could work too. It will not affect their no. fluency or no, you know, no, 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 no. Right. Uh, my research, the, the finding in the recent research shows that those Malay dominant was exposed to English later. Their grammar, their grammar, but the vocabulary is smaller yeah. compared yes. to the uh, English dominant. So it it tells us something here, you know, because it's not just talking to them. They yes. have to see the boundaries between English and Malay too. Wow. Because grammar is that this distinguishing between English and grammar, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, English and Malay. All right. Mm -hmm. So we were surprised to see that findings because we hypothesized, oh, nanti budak-budak yang English dominant at home lagi better lah. But no, vocabulary, yes, not grammar. Mm -hmm. But not grammar. Mm -hmm. Not grammar. So, you know, like macam budak-budak yang cakap banyak kan. When you end up grammar, semua silap. Betul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Wow. Oh, it's mind-blowing. Okay. So you're saying that we should try to to have both languages, two or three languages at home. It's not too late. Yeah, it's not too late. What about what about adults? If they want to be bilingual, katakan. Okay. One last thing I would say that about adults is the same. I think adults. Yeah. Uh, input and practice. You also need, yeah. if you want to acquire another language, you always mm -hmm. need that exposure. But one thing about adults compared yeah. to children, adults like us, we are overthinkers. Mm -hmm. Overthinkers, we inhibited. So when you learn something, you actually need to practice. Yes. When you need to practice. Adults, on the other hand, because they are scared, oh, nanti orang ingat I tak pandai ni. Oh, I nanti I buat mistake in English, macam mana? Children, they don't think that way. Yes. Children just salah ke, tak betul ke, they would just say it, exactly. which makes them a very good language learner. Because so of that? Yes, yeah. important practice. So you have the exposure, you need to practice that as well. Wow. So those two goes in hand in hand. So adults, they can acquire language. And it's not too late? Not too late. Until you're 70, you know, it's never too late. As long as they have, would you say, as long as they go to classes, good, they have to go to classes, good, they have to be reading, what yeah, should they be Yeah, not, not necessarily classes. If you look at immigrants uh, mm -hmm. coming to our country, for example, we have the Nepalese immigrants, right? Mm -hmm. Because they just mingle with the locals, yeah? Meaning that's the exposure. Mm -hmm. So in two to three months, they can start acquiring at least the colloquial version of Malay. So you yeah. see how important is the input and exposure as well as practicing it. Right. So sebab kita ni macam banyak itu, saya cakap adults ni overthinkers sikit. Okay, okay. So but they have to be proactive. They have to be the one. Yes. Carilah all the input, input yes. how to expose themselves yes. in however yes. way they can. Yes. So, yeah, wow. yeah, you need to be a proactive. Mm. And okay. not to be ashamed kalau commit mistakes. Right. Because I think there's a mindset here. Kalau you commit mistake, tak apa. You can still learn and grow. It's never too late. Tak apa. Yeah. Laugh it up. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, well, my mistake. Yeah, can. Sometimes it's just <laughs> feedback pun kalau orang tegur you. Tak apalah dah. Okay, I will not make that mistake again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You. Yes, oh, yes. That's amazing. Oh, my God, Dr. Ruby. I think I, we have to have you back, you know. <laughs> okay. oh my, my, my honor. Just, just give me a call. I'll set some time to share. I mean, what I'm sharing with you is just, I think, just a little, little tip of the iceberg. Yeah, God, it's too. We want to know more. So thank you so much for your time, Dr. Ruby. Welcome, you know, it's welcome. Been an honor to talk to you and having you share your insights on this issue. So, I mean, that's all the time we have for this week. So you guys, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much once more, Dr. Ruby.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the My English Matters podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button on this podcast if you haven't yet. Now, if you'd like to learn even more with us, we have a free training called Speaking with Confidence, where we send seven tips to your email. You'll also get weekly emails with tips and lessons to help you improve your English. Join us at myenglishmatters.com.